So on today's 15th episode, we're going to be talking about the perception of a dream job and how it's changed over the years and also how entrepreneurs today can balance their nine to five while also chasing their dream jobs. So we have a special guest today. Her name is Robus T and she'll be talking to us about how she has her own candle business and also how she balances that with her full-time teaching job. So how are you doing today? I'm doing great. How are you all doing today? We're good. all pretty good. Yeah. Pretty good. <laughs> so I feel like in our parents' generation, their goal was basically to have a job, especially if they migrated from a different country, was to have a job, have a stable income, and be at that one job for like 10, 15 years, mm-hmm. basically get a pension and retire. And, and I feel like now we're kind of more trying to figure out what we want to do. We have multiple jobs. And I feel like we're trying to have our passion kind of shape out what our career should be. So um, what do you guys think about social media and like kind of how that has shaped how people want to start their dream jobs or kind of present what they want to do as a living do you think that has caused more people to kind of leave their desk jobs and be on their own like what do you think about social media i definitely think that social media has changed the way i think in general like the way people say okay um before it was like all right you're gonna go down a very specific path like you're gonna be a lawyer a doctor um now it's like you can be a travel blogger you can work from anywhere you Mm -hmm. can um have your own blog have your own podcast have your own company have your own business your own brand um and i think that we see that people that probably started really from the bottom they can build up their own brand Mm -hmm. um by the way of social media and they don't have to have that typical desk job, that corporate job, um, or they can have that and then do something simultaneously on the side. I think there's, you see how quickly th- um, trends and certain um, certain <clears throat> products become popular. And I think that a lot of times it's great because social media allows maybe someone who has a let's see, like a jewelry making company or does art. And before, maybe that person wouldn't have been discovered. Mm -hmm. Now they can do that. Someone who loves to travel to kind of um, like really remote places and like talk about those places that we didn't know about before. Now it's really like you can make money off of that and you can be successful and you can work anywhere um, and kind of manage multiple different things Mm -hmm. um, from you know, uh, from just a a laptop or an iPad or a phone. Um, so I think that it's certainly changed the entire game. Um, I think there's also like, we can discuss this like benefits and, or excuse me, advantages and disadvantages. Mm -hmm. But I think that in terms of like people building their own personal brand Mm -hmm. or just becoming, um, bloggers, becoming influencers, it made it 20 times more easy and more people just can find out about it and start something. Mm -hmm. I agree I feel like with social media if you want to 
kind of put yourself out there. I feel like it's a it's a great platform. Like there is this girl, I forget her name, but she's a painter. And I know I think Fabulous started start started following her on Instagram and because of that, he kind of, I guess, reposted one of her paintings. Is it Sue? No, no, no. It's a, it's a, it was another girl. She was younger. She was actually in one of his videos. Oh. And because of that, like, her following blew up. And, like, more people were attracted to, like, her paintings. And she yeah. was able to kind of, I guess, get her business started. Mm-hmm. So I feel like with social media, it's great to put yourself out there. But I feel like at times it can also be a little misleading because people go on social media and they're like oh this person started Mm -hmm. building yesterday and now they have a million followers and they don't really understand the process but i think what social media doesn't show Mm -hmm. is the i guess you could say the blessed sweat and tears that go into starting your own thing Mm -hmm. they don't see you know your bank account and what that looks like and i think Ideally, when you're posting things on social media, you want to just post the positive things. But the reality of it is when you're an entrepreneur, um, there are so many pitfalls, roadblocks, obstacles that you have to overcome to get to that point. Um, And you could be dealing with that all amidst just trying to maintain your platform and and, um, give off a certain perception or Mm -hmm. image, which, you know, I'll speak more to um, later. Mm -hmm. I definitely agree. In terms of that, I feel like, yeah, there are a lot of people that started in the very beginning that had corporate jobs. And then with the age of YouTube and Instagram, they were able to transition and leave their desk jobs that they were probably unhappy with doing something that they're getting probably paid a lot more money. Like, for example, Patricia Bright is one of the first people who had video beauty blogs on YouTube. She started, I think, I remember seeing her wedding on YouTube in 2008. 8 2009 and her 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 father-in-law was making fun of her he was like i don't know why people used to call her miss patricia and she goes i found out she was a uh she had a video blog on youtube and he goes i didn't know she was so big or big to people on youtube fast forward 10 years later she's getting paid by big companies to advertise for them such as you um boohoo or asos Mm -hmm. they're paying her almost two hundred thousand dollars a year just to wear their clothes and if you think about it, um, companies are saving a lot of money mm-hmm. having yes. people advertise for them. Why spend $3 million yep. on an ad when you could just pay 20 girls to wear your mm-hmm. clothes and have all of their followers follow mm-hmm. them and then wear your clothes yeah. as well? It's cheaper. And I think from the consumer perspective to that point, it's important to understand like how you're being used. Like mm-hmm. So how you're being used to elevate someone else's um, platform. Correct. So, you know, it's... At the end of the day, you know, so long as you go into it knowing, yes, I want to support that company and what they stand for, I think it's fine. Um, But you will find sometimes that, you know, sometimes those platforms can be a bit manipulative if they're not compensating you for the the free advertisement. Um, But then also another point is like a lot of people want to be seen. A lot of people want um, their image out there. And, you know, social media is a great platform to do that. But I feel like with her, you just don't see anything negative. It's all mm-hmm. it's only the good times. Like she has a, a family blog as well as her fashion and beauty blog all tied into one. But you'll never see a downtime with her. And with that, I, you kind of saw a transition. She looked really pretty, but then as she got more famous, you could tell that she was getting plastic surgery done to mm-hmm. keep up with the times. Mm-hmm. She explains that happens what, a lot though with, she, with beauty blogs. Yeah, she explained why she got um, butt implants, and I'm like, you're married with a husband and a child. Why do you need all of that? Right. And she felt like this is something I needed to do at the time, and I'm. Mm-hmm. Ha- and she was happy with her decision, which is fair. But at the same time, I felt like 
she felt a lot of pressure from people and all and she has i think two million followers on youtube yeah. mm. and she felt a lot of pressure to be a certain way and to go with the times and be representative of what's hot right now yeah. i also think it's important because i think you touched on it a little bit some people when they're just put on they don't know how to monetize themselves so it's like all these brands could be reaching out to you and, and you're getting paid but it's just like am i worth more than this or mm-hmm. not so mm-hmm. i think it's important to kind of have other resources and kind of get advice on okay how do i brand myself mm-hmm. and i think mm-hmm. that's something we'll ask you later on on the show how you yeah. did that for yourself I feel like just to make it like a distinguishing factor, like there's different avenues. So mm-hmm. there's like basically an influencer where someone's paying them to promote products. Mm-hmm. Um, then there's an entrepreneur who's doing some kind of business on their own. Mm-hmm. Um, and then there's bloggers, which is similar to influencers. Um, I'm just trying to kind of distinguish the different like avenues that online you e-commerce. know e-commerce yeah exactly mm-hmm. um, and I think that um, <clears throat> social media kind of helps in every aspect but it's also about figuring out like what do you want to stand behind mm-hmm. what do you how do you want to represent yourself you have to have volumes you have to have volumes to keep you grounded because you know to your point yeah. like T if you don't have those boundaries or that Use foundation yourself. when you first go into it, you're going to find yourself changing who you are yep. to fit yep. the needs of someone else. And so, you know, when you're going into something, you want to lay out what are your foundations? What am I willing to compromise? And what is absolutely non-negotiable um, in terms of my integrity and who I am as a person? Um, and so even for me, when I start to feel myself you know, spiraling out of control, like self care is number one for me. And I said that going into it. And so sometimes I may not post, you know, Mm -hmm. for a week on end. But I'm also sure to let my my customer base know, like, look, I'm going through some things, you know, you'll hear from me soon. Um, Or when I come back and say, you know, thanks for being patient with me as I get things together. I thought of my candle company way back in April of 2000, well, 18 this year, and I didn't actually launch it until August. Mm-hmm. Um, so it was a very, very long process for me to actually get a start, get started. And it was because I still had to balance my nine to five, which sustains me. Um, and until I am grossing the amount of money that I'm grossing, um, with, through my side hustles that that's aligned to my job, I don't foresee myself walking away from my job. Right. Um, but that's, I was just, you know, wanting to make the point of, you know, knowing who you are, what you will stand for when you do. Um, going to social media because it does have the power to really change who you are um, both positively and negatively yeah and I think it's important to set yourself like how are you going to set yourself apart from other like you said influencers or bloggers because there's a lot of makeup bloggers there's a lot Mm -hmm. of um, people who come on and they want to they want to be a designer or things of that nature and it's just like what are your customers and followers going to get from you that they can't get from someone else yeah, also, so yes, yeah I mean, it is it's, it's tough. There's an excess of, of of everything right mm-hmm. now and then like there's a couples that i follow and it's because they're interracial people mm. or like one's african and one's like german and they have kids together oh, people want to i know, ex- I know you're yeah, talking people about explore that and people are like oh my god i wish i had your life and they're getting paid to all and it's like yeah they found love their own way but just because they have success doing what they do doesn't mean that that's for you Mm -hmm. and i feel like every time they post something about their family people are like breaking down inside trying to
to achieve the same thing and it's like we're we're totally different people what works for someone doesn't work for you and that's Mm -hmm. what i don't like about these families and these couples and these companies they don't show the bad yeah and you're forced to be happy 24 7 or you're only allowed to post when things are going well for you and then if you do post things that you know don't show the so good side i mean i think about you know myself and it's just like well people may people don't like being vulnerable that's the thing that we're dealing with as a society Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and so if i'm vulnerable on my platform you know depending on my audience you know they might respond to it favorably but most people are like oh my gosh like she's going through something like you know what i mean like it, <laughs> yeah. it, it, it can be off-putting like people are uncomfortable with the vulnerable right um so i do appreciate um i'm thinking of ron brown in particular like she has a book out she's an influencer mm-hmm. and she makes it very very clear like look there were times where my rent was not about to get paid like yes her instagram is now all glitz and glam mm-hmm. um but she does reveal you know, the not-so-good side in her book, um, which I really appreciate. And so I appreciate and value those types of influencers um, mm-hmm. because you're right. We don't get to see the bad side, but you know it's there, mm-hmm. but you're mm-hmm. not actually reminded of it. Yeah, it's important to know the struggle because the struggle is real. Yes, the struggle <laughs> is real. But I think that in a society where you said we don't want to be vulnerable, mm-hmm. we don't always want to show the, the like negative. people. <clears throat> think about it. I mean obviously once in a blue on social media when you see a story about someone like who a, or a video of someone expressing how oh it took me so it took mm-hmm. me so long to get to where I'm at once in a while that stuff does well but if you notice in just a quick scroll a lot of it is like happy moments yeah. is mm-hmm. big accomplishments mm-hmm. and you see less of what goes on behind but I think what you said is has a lot of value to mm-hmm. it that you there is a lot of work that's behind the scenes and then the the end result is what people are seeing, but people aren't seeing what goes into that. Whole teams, videographers, editors, mm-hmm. yeah, like Definitely. camera people, like yes. you don't see that. Mm-hmm. And like if you look at the first YouTube videos, they were horrible. Everybody used iMovie. You could see the same <laughs> font in the corner. Yeah. You were like, oh, I know what background that is. But nowadays, like the transitions are crazy. Yes, the effects, the, the effects are crazy. People turn around and their makeup is done, and you're like, wait, you were just doing your eyes. <laughs> It's true. <laughs> yeah. Like the it's it's funny. especially with hair tutorials or the right. They turn around or they speed it up, and you're like, <laughs> I don't even know how long that took you. Yeah. But with that said, I feel like because with the internet nowadays, you're able to reach people, so many people, so quickly. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Scroll, go back to '95. Who were you really reaching? <laughs> unless it was by mail or AOL, like you, a handwritten letter about correct. your dreams. So with social media, you're able, to, and that's why companies are manipulating this fact you're able to reach millions of people right in a click of a second yeah. mm-hmm. but i mean to that point i you know to be fair play devil's advocate i also am one to say like that's why it's really important for consumers and i'm an educator you know my nine to five and and i even would argue like we have to start teaching our youth and just society in general how to utilize social media responsibly mm-hmm. oh yeah yes. um especially for our girls <clears throat> who are, you know, going to have body image issues as a result of consuming social media. And so, like, if you're a parent, if you're an auntie, uncle, whoever, like, you really need to be having conversations, um, 
you know, with younger people about like the realities of social media, because right. I think for the most part, you know, when I'm consuming social media, like I know I'm like, great, they look happy here, but mm-hmm. I'm like, oh my gosh, my life sucks because their life is always happy. And I'm like, no, that's not actually the reality. The reality is no one's posting um, the, 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 the dark hours, right? We're only yep. posting the, the, the great, the light. And I think that's okay, but I also know because I'm aware that that is what is popular, it doesn't bother me as much versus someone who thinks what they see is what they get and there's no other story behind it. But that's like any celebrity. We look mm-hmm. at celebrities and we're like, their lives must be perfect, but they're going through divorces quicker than yeah, the anybody. average person. So yeah. that's how I think of people on social media. I think of them as celebrities and that what they paint is not real in any shape or form mm-hmm. that's why i like following um the page exo nicole which mm-hmm. is started by nicole bitchy because she highlights the good and the and bad the struggle, and yeah. the struggle everything that entrepreneurs or young women or men are going through and it's it's different than what you see on the shade room or baller alert and like she was homeless at one point she so was she yeah. talks about that moving in with your parents at like 28 and she she didn't move out out of her house, her parents held until she was 30. Like, she was working on her blog. Right. <laughs> she was working on her blog for years. And it's nice hearing that because um, I think we're all at some point, especially in our later 20s, trying to figure out what our passions mm-hmm. are and trying to make a profit out of it and just trying to, yeah. trying to be happy without feeling like drained and and things of that nature so i really appreciate that she always posts like uplifting things that we can relate to that's like okay this woman is going through something similar than i am Mm -hmm. and it's it's real i can relate to it and one of the things i think she posted recently was should you quit your job to start your side business or should you continue working on your nine to five build your income and also work on your on your passion so I really what do you guys it, think about that I, you know, I really think <laughs> it depends on the person mm-hmm. um it varies I can speak from my experience I'm not quitting my nine to five until I am confident that I can make as much it's as I'm making off of you. exactly and that's just because I value stability. Mm-hmm. Um, I have responsibility that I need to, you know, take care of. You know, I have a, you know, I don't have children per se, but you know, um, I do feel some sort of responsibility for ensuring that I'm able to help my family out in certain ways. Um, and I'm I'm blessed in the sense that I actually like my nine to five. Mm-hmm. Um, it does get stressful. I have my weeks where I'm like, this ain't it. I'm moving abroad, <laughs> forget everything here. But for the most part, I'm like, well, that's with anything in life. Yeah. You know, I'm, I'm going through some challenges right now with the, the candle company. And it's it's like, well, what are you going to do? Just quit and drop everything? It's no, there's good and bad with everything. And so I think if you plan to quit your nine to five, just understand the same quote unquote misery that your job may bring you is the same misery that your your new entrepreneurial pursuit may bring you. But because it is your passion, yep. it will sustain you. And so I'm an advocate for find that nine to five that you're, you're passionate about that that's purpose driven for you mm-hmm. and, you know, have your side hustle. But um, I just think before you do any of that, you have to understand that happiness is a mindset Peace is a mindset. True, yes. And so if you are chasing this thing in the sky mm-hmm. by, by thinking if I remove something, my life is going to get better, um, it's not. 
And and I've learned that the hard way in several avenues of my life, you know, when it comes to dating, when it comes to work, when it comes to school, like if I just remove this thing, things are going to get better. Mm-hmm. And it's like, no, you have to work on yourself. You have to work on your mindset. Yep. And then when you are in a, a, a space of like clarity, then make moves. And those moves you make are going to work out better for you in the long run versus you know, not having your mindset where it needs to be. Mm-hmm. I agree with that. I, I'm the type of person, I have a fear of not being financially stable. Yes, and girl, preach. I, <laughs> and having sustainable income yes. is extremely important. Yes. So I believe it is important to have that stable income. Mm-hmm. And also mm-hmm. after your nine to five, take mm-hmm. a workshop, take mm-hmm. internships, take classes so you can work towards it's your dreams. Mm-hmm. It is a process, mm-hmm. but I feel like people need to be realistic. And I mm-hmm. think that's where social media can be a downfall because mm-hmm. people may be like, oh, she started a travel blog. Let me quit my nine to yes. five. Mm-hmm. Let me go on YouTube. Let me go to Africa and easy. post it's not that and easy. post like, like beautiful mountains and safari. Yeah, right. And it's just like, but your bills though. Yeah. <laughs> so right. it's like you have, I think it's important to be realistic yes. with the situation you're in, whether you're living on your own, whether you have a roommate, whether you still live with your parents, either way you need some type of income coming in and then you can use that money to work towards your your side hustle and sometimes people do like their nine to five and this is just something extra that they also enjoy right and they're all there and they always say the richest people have multiple incomes Mm -hmm. so why not join that group of people yeah they have nine they're investing Mm -hmm. they're donating they're associated with all these different things that are bringing them in money so why not join that group those group of people and have multiple incomes at the end of the day you know like you said, a happiness is a moving target. Mm-hmm. You're never going to be where you want to be. Something's always going to come up. You're never just to be satisfied with yourself is most important than being happy. It's better to be at peace mm-hmm. than to have happiness for me, I would think. Mm-hmm. I saw a quote. It was like, oh, if you take the money away, would you still be doing what you want to do would you still Mm -hmm. would you still for example want to do your candle business Mm -hmm. so i think it's important to really do i really want to do this Mm -hmm. like do i really want to invest my time in Mm -hmm. this and if the answer is yes i think you should just go for it i feel like you just got to figure out what's like lucrative for you because Mm -hmm. like everyone has different like talents yeah talents Mm -hmm. and also like meat and like like you said, financial needs. Yes. So like, also like keep that in mind. So I think that for I think for somebody um, who ha- hey, if you say hey, you know what? I know that I can be financially stable even if I quit my job and I start my new thing. Correct. Great. And, but some other people are like, you know what? No, that's <laughs> not the path that I'm on yet, or I don't think I could do that. Mm-hmm. But I think that what I've noticed is that, and and I I would say that after speaking with my parents and people of their age from the older generation. I think it's I think there's such a desire now to feel like content with your job um or also um my mother has said to me before like some people just work to pay the bills and then on the side they do separate things and I think that because of the generation we're in mm-hmm. and we're just constantly looking for different sources of I think we're just more aware and more in tune of like what do we want to spend our time doing and yeah. that's also our age mm-hmm. that um we're not about to sit here at a job for years. And, and unfortunately, I think some people in the older generation may have been miserable. However, I think they gave us the tools and provided for us so that we as a generation can say, can really pose the question, do we like what we do? Mm-hmm. I think in a way, like they paved the way because a lot of parents 
work their butt off so that a, a for immigrants to come here or for yes. kids to be able to go to college or for you know education to be a priority in the house and we've we've had access to things or just been exposed to things that our parents or grandparents definitely weren't exposed to and i think that makes us more self-aware and more like okay what what makes us happy what do we want to spend our time doing yeah so in a way like i think it are, are definitely the families did like sacrifice a lot and i think that we're at the stage of um instead of just li- living like a you know okay we get a paycheck right, okay right. we have a stable job it's like what do we every day what are we going to want to do where mm-hmm. are we going to want to spend our time how are we going to want to invest our day-to-day time mm-hmm. so i also read a study that said that um young adults are more hard working than they have in the past they're starting work earlier because yeah. we have more avenues to make an income yes mm-hmm. they're saying kids are starting work from being like an influencer from the ages of mm-hmm. six and mm-hmm. going on wow. so there's yeah there's a kid who makes a million dollars reviewing toys on youtube mm-hmm. and he's how old six yeah i mean <laughs> we should reevaluate <laughs> what we're yeah. doing right <laughs> For, yeah i mean <laughs> surprising like one of my one of my biggest philosophies as an educator is i always tell my kids i'm like you need to be thinking about how you're going to be a creator and an innovator because Mm -hmm. right now in the 21st century you have the tools and the access to do that Mm -hmm. you know rather than consuming the social media they're they're like who do you think we're going to become the the next my uh what's his name zuckerberg they're like like, what do you think we're going to be the next mark zuckerberg i'm like you could be right don't don't take just because there's like you know these platforms that already exist right don't take that as as the golden like the standard the golden standard right you can create you can Mm -hmm. come up with that next big thing and so i'm a big i'm a big huge advocate of like you know rather than teaching our you know our students to become um social reproduction of work and then you know another thing we thought about one thing my principal really put in front of me um and to get my kids to think about he's like what jobs are going to be absolutely in the next 10 years Mm. and it hit me i was like wow there's a lot right (laughs) a lot of technology yep keeps going yeah. so we have to prepare the true. generation under us we have to prepare ourselves mm-hmm. for the future and you know get with it like right. how are we going to use what we have in front of us to to our benefit so that we can live the full lives that we want to lead to speak on that too i also think that finding what you love and seeing how you can capitalize off yeah, of what honestly. you love because i do tutor a kid and he told me something and i was shocked he was like oh i was like why are you always playing fortnite he goes because i get paid and i was like wait what do you mean you get paid he goes i enter competitions i won twenty thousand dollars last month and i'm like wait what and he goes yeah i'm really good at it and my mom lets me play because i make us money and i'm like oh let me find out he goes yeah i'm all he's like i'm always so close to the million dollar prize i never win but at least i'm making us some type of money and mm. he goes my goal is to get my mom out of the hood and mm-hmm. i'm like do what you can <laughs> you know just remember me when you make a million dollars he's Are only sure it wasn't 2000 no and he was like i can't afford you but the only reason why i have you is because i need help in school but at the same time i'm really good at this game but how is he getting paid he gets like- paid they send it to a paypal like they link it to a paypal because you're paying for that like the, the game essentially and like all the all the outfits you wear and whatnot so they give you a credit of 20 grand either in cash or towards the game and then you get to buy more games and keep playing so yeah he he's he's only in sixth grade making 20 he goes my mom puts that away from me she wants to make sure that i'm secure when it's time for me to go to college but Mm. at the same time i'm also helping her out too 
And I'm like, I wish we had that. <laughs> I was like, I wish I had that skill or mindset to be really good at a video game. Because th- it is right. true. They have video game competitions where little kids are making a lot of money because they're bringing adverti- they're also advertising for the company. And because they're spending so much time on it and spending money on the other products that are involved in the game, in turn, mm-hmm. you know, the company is still making money some sort of way. And I think highlighting what Earl Grey said earlier, I felt like when we were younger, they highlighted only certain careers. Like doctors are going to be very lucrative, a lawyer, an accountant. But in, not, in this day and age, you can be so many other things. Those are, those are the least now. Yeah. Nobody wants to go to law like, school. You don't, you don't necessarily take so much right. time like, and money. No one wants and to accumulate that debt. And certain people that have access to that when we're speaking financially. Oh, like, right. yeah. If I had the mind to go to be a doctor when I was younger, it would it'd be very difficult. Yeah. I would have to be on someone's scholarship. Right. That is a lot of time, money, and resources. And I found that those people who are doctors either A, had scholarship money, or A, or B, excuse me, um, you know, had the money in the the family already. And I think the thing that I love about where we are right now as a society with social media and, and, you know, monetizing online is that I think it gives everyone a fair chance. A level playing field. You don't Mm -hmm. have to... You don't have to come from money no. in order to make money. No, now. you don't. You have people, like you said, who have been homeless, but because they know how to interact with people and be uh, personable, um, they've been able to really make a living for themselves just off online, monetizing online. And I think that's a, a beautiful thing. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. And like you think about it, would you rather want to accumulate all this debt going to college or make mm-hmm. money? on now. your own using the skills that you've yes. learned thus far have gone to your gotten through life. to yourself yeah mm-hmm. life and giving people your two cents like people are kids are now seeing college as something that's not tradition anymore mm-hmm. it's like something that's in the way it's something they have to do because of their parents mm-hmm. and parents are parents need to realize that college may not be the best thing for everybody. Mm-hmm. And there's so many avenues to make money and be successful in your own right. Like a degree doesn't hold as much weight as oh, it yeah, did in the past. Does not. Like, and even then, you have to go to get your master's or your PhD. Of course. The bachelor's is like a high school diploma now. Basically. <laughs> it's sad because everybody has it. They kept right? pushing us to go to school and now everybody has a bachelor's. What do we do now? Mm-hmm. You're not paying for it. True. So we have a mutual friend that um, he also, I posed the same question to him. Would you, how do you balance like your nine to five and also your side passion? And he does photography. And he said he felt like um, he needed a nine to five that aligned with his passion for photography. So he actually works at a a school, I think it's an after school program where he teaches kids how to use like a camera and teaches them photography and cinematics and all that stuff. And yeah, it's really cool. And he says having a steady income is important, so he definitely respects that. But don't let it change your craft. And whether it's a big project or a small project, he tries to work on as much projects that have to do with photography to get his name out there. And he's like, make sure you're also having fun in your passion as well. Mm-hmm. So I think that's I think that's good advice mm-hmm. from. Yeah. It's nice that about he, balancing that he combined, you know, his like doing Passion, for, uh, yeah. Yeah, photography with helping kids because mm-hmm. then it like it kind of um, instills like that next generation to be using their photography skills mm-hmm. so now we're gonna ask our special guest some questions about how she started her um candle business and just some advice that she can give to our listeners or anyone else that wants to be an entrepreneur so one of the first questions we want to ask you is what made you get into the the candle business 
Yeah, so basically everything that we've been talking about um, really played into me wanting to start my, my candle business. So I was very, very miserable at my 9 to 5. And so miserable that um, I ended up resigning. So I resigned from two jobs in a, in a span of, I don't even want to say 12 months. It was like maybe the span of nine months. And I was just like, all right, I can't just keep hopping back into another job. I need to take a time out mm-hmm. um, and really focus on what is the source of my unhappiness. And so when I took that time off, I realized like I've always been a very creative person. And when I become very rebellious and stubborn, when I have someone who A, is micromanaging me or telling me how to do what I know how to do. And so I said to myself, what can I create that is my own, Mm -hmm. um, that I can be proud of and that I'm going to have complete ownership of. And, you know, at the same time, I was also dealing with, you know, self-care issues. Um, You know, I recently started seeing a therapist and that really helped me to go through a lot of the self-exploration and the unhappiness that I was experiencing. And I wanted to prioritize self-care. And I'm like, how can I create something um, that represents self-care. And mm-hmm. I've always loved candles. I mean, I'm a, I, when I was younger, I think I did like a business plan. I was a part of like this um, IBE Institute for Business and Entrepreneurs in high school. And I remember doing a business plan for a spa and it was called a Kemi. I forget what it stood for. It's like mm-hmm. a combination of a mother's name or something of one or the other. Mm-hmm. Um, but I've always just been interested in like the things that we as women do mm-hmm. to feel good. <clears throat> so like, I get my nails. They look terrible right now. But I get my nails done because I ain't want y'all to look at them. But I get my nails done every two weeks. Um, You know, chair massage, pedicure, manicure, the whole works. Um, I do the waxing. Um, And and in that ambiance, I love to have, you know, meditation music, zen music. And I love a good candle, like aromatherapy. It just sets the mood for any type of mood you want to be in. And I just was like damn, like I could make my own candles. Like it's a fairly easy process. I knew someone who also had started a candle company. So I worked with him when I was a first year teacher in Philly, Devin. Mm -hmm. Um, he's, he's amazing. He's like my, he's been my, um, mentor per se and he started a candle company he called it philly scented soy and i remember he would come to work he would sell his candles and you know everybody would just be like oh he's like literally a hustler because not only did he sell not only did he start a candle company um i also was buying plates of food from him because he he's like he just does it all so hustle man yes he he does it all so he was the gym and health teacher there and he started a meal prepping program and i'm like i'm busy you know i'm busy you know I, i was in grad school at the time um no time to cook my meals so I started buying like so like all that to say he was really the inspiration from of like I can really do for myself in a meaningful way and you know I like to cook I like to create like but how can I monetize that but at the same time it's something that's uniquely from the heart you know and that's what I want to give to my customer base it's like I know that women everywhere are dealing with um self-care issues we we bear it all. We're mothers, we're aunts, we're mentors, sisters, daughters, and there's just a lot that we have to carry on our shoulders. And at that moment in time when I was I quit my two jobs, that's how I was feeling. Mm-hmm. Um, and I wanted to alleviate some of that. And so for me, it was just like, I'm unhappy. I got to ignite that peace. It's within me. Right. I don't know how to, to bring it out, but we about to ignite that peace. <laughs> and so um, that's kind of where it, it came from. That's dope. Yeah.
So how did you feel when you like when you quit your two jobs? What what was like your <sighs> mindset like? Oh man. So the first job I quit, I had asked for family input. They yeah. were like, Yeah, make sure you got another job lined up. Don't quit your job. You still got rent to pay. And I'm like, right, no, right. I know I got bills to pay. <laughs> I got it covered. Like I'm not that impulsive where you know I'm not gonna just quit my job and not be able to pay rent, mm-hmm. right? Um. So that was that. And then I jumped in, I, I used the um, analogy, I jumped in one frying pan into another. Mm-hmm. And then the second time, I didn't ask no one. Everyone knew I was unhappy, you know, even my therapist held me down and was like, look, because I was afraid, you know, I was going to lose my insurance. And she yeah. was like, look, if if that's what you need to do, I'm going to hold you down, you know, until you get your next job. And just hearing that from her, like, wow, like, she's so supportive of this, right. you know. Um, and I kind of just did what I had to do. Like, I literally didn't know I was going to do it. I, you know, went to bed and I was thinking about it. And then I was like, my happiness has to come first. Like, I have to stop prioritizing me mm-hmm. and I'm not happy. Um, and so, you know, I quit. And I wanted to make sure when I quit that I was still using that time constructively. Right. Because we all talk about, like, how less we need to quit our nine to fives, but when you have all of that free time on your hands, if you are not a disciplined and structured person, mm-hmm. that time can also get away from you. So, right. you know, going into it, I had a plan. Mm-hmm. So we're curious, how did you come up with your different scents and how are you marketing your business? Got it. So I'm going to start with the latter part of the question first. How am I marketing my business? Sure. Um, and so... Um, going into it, my strategy was just using social media platforms. Um, so using Facebook and Instagram, um, those are the two platforms that I'm most familiar with and that I felt I could get, um, you know, a large following. Um, I try to post content every week. One thing that I haven't mentioned yet is that I also have another side, another business, but I'm doing it in partnership with an, a friend. Um, it's, it's, you do it all. Yeah, it's an educational initiative. And that literally just came from a light bulb going off. And I was mm-hmm. like, yo, I, we have to do this thing. Like, just literally, I got this vision. And I was like, I know I just started the candle company, but I called my friend up and I was like, can you help me with this thing? Because I don't want this idea to fall flat. Right. Um, so I'm finding, I'm finding a balance. You know, one thing that I've been trying to do is every Sunday... Mm-hmm. I like to sit down and plan out my social media content for the week. And so, you know, that's how I go about promoting it. I have a lovely group, a lovely following who, again, back to earlier when we were talking about, like, Mm self-promoting. You know, they'll send pictures using their candles. My uh, god sister, um, she's loved the candles. And, you know, she'll do videos. And, you know, I just say, like, you know, share your moments of peace with me. Hashtag ignite your peace. And Mm -hmm. so, you know, you know, the people that support me um, have been also helping with that promotion. So I've kind of been leaning into that, um... You know, and eventually, you know, the vision that I have for myself is, you know, to market at um, flea markets, at mm-hmm. bo- boutiques. I want to get into wholesale orders for, right. you know, I made an order for my friend who wanted to give her teachers um, Christmas gifts. Yeah. And so should, just marketing like that. You should do it at a like bookstore. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah, part oh, yeah. Of yeah. Like a small little book, dope. like community yeah. bookstore because it will align with I think or even like a coffee shop like a small yes, coffee yes. shop mm-hmm. a local owned cop not like a chain maybe yeah, well chains might be even you know they might be more accepting because they have so many chains and yeah. then you're just you're within the neighborhood mm-hmm. but it's usually like local them. ones <laughs> yes if you're within the community they're more inclined yeah to yeah help. yeah so that's that's that and I mean to answer the first question how I came up with the sense that was a really fun process that was a part of the process that I enjoyed the and so I have 
the Ignite collection um, and the Positive Affirmations collection. Mm. And so the Ignite collection is a collection of candles and scents that are meant to evoke a certain emotion when you smell it. So for example, um, I have the Ignite Courage. And so um, that's a mixture of you guys can smell it like the zesty, um, like orange, like, and I also, yeah, it's, it's meant to just invoke courage. Right. And so it's really good. The idea behind it is, you know, let's say you're struggling with whether or not can I really quit my job. Mm -hmm. Right. The idea is you light ignite courage and you're like, you meditate on it. Okay. I need this courage. You journal. Like that was kind of the emphasis behind like me creating the candle. It's like, I want to create that environment where you can sit down and just be with yourself and you know journal and get it all out meditate if you will um ignite balance is my favorite mm-hmm. it is um essential oils is included as uh ginger mm. and apparently ginger is supposed to evoke feelings of balance so like when you're feeling off balance or off center ginger is the natural uh, essential oil that's supposed to help you bring you back to focus mm. um and then the positive affirmations, um, that like that's that's really my thing. So I have one candle called glass half full instead of half empty, right? And it has frankincense in it. That essential oil is um, supposed to ward off depression or anxiety. And so when I thought about, okay, what do I want to call this candle? Then I researched, okay, what essential oils are actually aligned to mitigating the feeling that I'm trying to like you know overcome mm-hmm. uh hopeful romantic i hate the term <laughs> hopeless romantic i am not a hopeless romantic i'm very hopeful <laughs> about my romantic That's life good. so we all need that candle. yes <laughs> can you send your send yes. to Ponte and earl gray because yes. i'm hopeless no 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 there's hope there is black t already has the hope yes i guess i'll be hopeless in a relationship no, but we're gonna take this candle. Yes, but that was exactly that was exactly why because you know in conversations with you know other friends, it's just this idea of like you know we have to be very careful of the things we we speak about and and how we speak those things into existence. And so for me, it's a constant reminder of like. Yo, if we're hit with so it, it's it's funny because earlier we were talking about on social media how you see all the positive stuff. Yes. But in like real life, we're hit <laughs> with just so much negativity. Oh my gosh, you live in New York, you're never gonna find a husband. I'm like, okay, keep that energy. Yeah. I'm a, exactly. I'm, yes. I'm gonna do me. Like I like I like where I'm at right now. Right. And so like you know that was the whole thing. And then people my my who aren't from here love saying stuff like yes. that. Yes. <laughs> but same thing it. with people who live here. They'd be like, we never gonna find a way. Okay, but that's not the type of energy. <laughs> I gotta, I gotta live. I gotta live in the middle of nowhere to find somebody. <laughs> yeah, but at the I, get, I, I just changed the whole that's topic. Where the <laughs> like, no, but it's true. Like, that's for another another. Yeah. No, I do agree and speak it into existence. Yeah. What you want mm-hmm. and yeah. candles should because help you that. you know yeah. I, you know I just and that was the whole thing and and, and again to go back through the term that I was going through with my job it's like okay what positive affirmation am I actually speaking over myself and right. then my favorite 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 um is the breathe queen breathe you just need to breathe mm-hmm. and so the breathe queen breathe queen is a mix of eucalyptus mint and lavender Ooh, and again lavender. those essential oils are um they evoke feelings of just um calmness mm-hmm. peace um and it's just it's amazing and just even just looking at it when I light it, you know, usually I use it after work, mm-hmm. after a long day, and you just you just breathe. Like we don't we don't take enough time to just stop 
pause and breathe even before you're about to you know before i'm about to fly <clears throat> off the handle or something mm-hmm. i just take a deep breath <laughs> and then i often realize okay it's actually not that bad you know right mm-hmm. yeah. um and then one of the other popular scents um that i like call my my special edition is mm-hmm. is sage that ish this is my favorite one because I first learned about uh, the medicinal properties of sage Mm -hmm. when I had ended a relationship or he ended it however you want to look at it Um, a very long term relationship and we were living together Mm. and I had stayed in the apartment he had moved out and I you know called my aunt and I was just like I can't this just Everything in this space just feels so negative. Like I like it's, it, it was just like a, a a lurching feeling. But this is New York City, and you just can't get up and go. Exactly. And she was like, "You need to light some sage and sage your apartment." And she's like, "Do you know what that is?" I'm like, "No, I don't know what that is." You're always just giving me this like this bohemian advice. But I really swear by it now. I do it every two weeks in my own home, like on a Friday night. Mm-hmm. And literally, you just walk through the house and just just sage it and um. It was a practice that Native Americans used to do um, to ward off um, mm-hmm. bad spirits, negative oh, energy. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. and so that was that was the inspiration behind that candle. So I basically just took everything um, that I've experienced for the last couple of years, and I said, I am taking control back. I am taking power back. Mm-hmm. And for every negative thing that has ever been spoken into my life, I'm going to flip it and make it into something positive. Um, and that is where Ignite Your Peace came from. And, you know, my slogan is some pursue peace, you ignite it. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, That's if you want to even replace the word ignite with create, mm-hmm. like forget this idea about like I'm pursuing peace. No, you have to create your peace because mm-hmm. no one else is going to do that for you. you That's so fact. true. That is a fact. Right? <laughs> that is so true. <laughs> We're, I always talk about this with Pompey. Yeah. Yes. It's more about like you taking the power because it's like someone, someone else, else is, is not, not going to do it. it right? yes. Yes. Yeah, you can't mm-hmm. wait for someone to give you your own peace. Yes, reclaim mm-hmm. it, reclaim it. Sure reclaim it. Yeah. And I know with starting a, a a new business, there always are challenges that come with it too. So, what are some challenges that you face? Ooh, <laughs> um. So. <laughs> Oh, also, like, initial challenges. Initial, like, okay. Yeah, versus, like, what you... Got it. Let's start with the initial challenges yeah. first. <laughs> um, just coming up with a name and, mm-hmm. and a brand. I'm like, okay, we were speaking about how the market is just oversaturated. Yep. If you put the hashtag in soy candles, there are tons of people <laughs> all across this nation yep. that sell soy candles. Mm-hmm. And so, first, it was just this idea of, like... You know, even brands that I admire, it's like, how am I going to stand apart from that brand to actually, you know, create a product that someone's going to want to buy besides my friends and my family? And it's finally gotten to the point. I said to myself, when someone else besides a friend and a family purchases my product, that's when I'm going to know, like, okay, I'm reaching other people. Because, of course, like, your family and friends are going to support you. Mm -hmm. Um, But I just didn't want it to stay in that bubble. I really want to branch out and become known as a, you know, known as a brand. Right. Um, You know, locally. Um, So, like, the initial... Challenges is just like, you know, fronting the cost. I didn't have money saved up when I thought of this idea. And so I had to front a couple thousand dollars to create the website, to create the logo. And I wanted to do it right. Um, I actually lost money in certain cases. I can tell you guys about two instances. Um, I went to a friend to have my logo created and no shade to him. I just wasn't happy with it. It did not evoke what I was trying to go for. And that was okay. 
but I still lost money because I paid for the deposit and not in a very nice way. I told him, you know, I'm just going to go with another designer because we're not seeing eye to eye. So I lost, you know, maybe I think it was maybe about $100 there, maybe a little less. I can't remember. And so I ended up spending um, a little over 300 on a logo. But she was able to articulate my vision exactly as I had it. Like I have a woman who just looks very peaceful with candles in her afro because I wanted to <laughs> represent like some type of afro in my in my candle. And she was able to do that. And it was just, it was worth every dollar. Mm -hmm. um, but then, no, again, it's just this idea of like, you, you might put your money into something and may not get what you want. Mm -hmm. um, and how did you find her, the second So, designer? yeah, so I use a website, 99designs. I am oh, the queen really? of Google. Like, anything <laughs> that I need, I, like, Google it. Right. Um, another instance was thinking about, okay, how am I going to promote my business on social media? I see everyone with these fancy templates. Yes. And I am by no means a graphic designer. But the, these are things that I'm teaching myself because I'm like, either I can continue to pay someone to do it or I can learn how to do it do myself. Yourself. Yep. Um, and I had initially paid again, some influencer approached me and had this fancy layout on their Instagram was like, Oh, give us $175 and we'll create whatever, whatever for you. And I got the, the end result and I'm like, dude, this looks like something I could have done. Like I thought didn't you look as, yeah, it didn't look, it didn't look like it was worth $175, especially mm -hmm. when, you know, I paid less for that, you know, with regards to my labels. And I'm like, you're charging me all of this money, like selling me this, this dream that you're going to take my brand to the next level. And I get it. And I'm just like, wait, you want me to pay how much for this? Right. And then come yeah. to find out, I, you know, I have girlfriends who are just like a part of my tribe who, I, you know, I uh, consult with often and one of them's really good with social media. And she goes, girl, you can go to creativemarket.com and get those templates for like 20 bucks. <laughs> and I'm just like, what? Why didn't I ask you sooner? Right. So I literally lost that money but I think and this is these are the things we don't talk about as entrepreneurs as influencers or whatever the case may be we don't talk about how sometimes money is lost and that's mm -hmm. and that is the reality of being an entrepreneur it's it's not a bed of roses you know um it takes time to make that revenue and break even you know right it, it, it takes time when you're building your website and going back and forth with the designer um, meanwhile, trying to balance your nine to five, meanwhile, trying to make sure like, it's just, it's just a bunch of things. Um, but even with that, I think that's why when you start out, you have to be so affirmed and convicted in your vision mm -hmm. that no matter what you're like, the money that I'm investing now is going to pay off. And that mm -hmm. was for me, um, why I continue to just come back swinging. Like, okay, right. I'm going to get it right the second time, mm -hmm. you know? And to be honest, I've only been doing this, what, my, I launched my Instagram page in August and it's Fairly December. Recently. Yes. Yeah, it's, right. it's, it's been, it's been six months and like, you know, you've grown a decent following I, and pretty much I'm like at 115 followers. But again, keep in mind that, you know, I have that nine to five. And so I, I look, I, you know, I get a little jealous sometimes when I look <laughs> at housewives with husbands and stay at home yeah, moms who can literally commit. <laughs> Their time to this, and I'm like, listen, don't give me time. Right. I'm, I'm trying to figure out how to create the time I need. Mm -hmm. But if I actually had a hundred percent of that time just dedicated to this, I would be on another another level. But I'm okay with where I am mm -hmm. because I know that it's a process, and my journey and my process is going to be beautiful. Right. And there's a reason why I don't have that lifestyle that mm -hmm. other women or men may have, mm -hmm. and it's because my journey is unique, and um, I'm happy with that. 
And what keeps you motivated? Because I feel some days you wake up and it's just Scratch. like, I got to go up and do the yeah. same thing again. Like, what, what keeps you going? Like, is yeah. it your vision? Because you, like you said, you, you said you have to be affirmed in, in yeah. where your your brand is going. Yeah. So is that part of it? Mm-hmm. And, and just to tag on to that question, mm-hmm. is it... You said that you, for the most part you're happy with your nine to five, but mm-hmm. I'm curious: is you getting up in the morning knowing, all right, I got this right. nine to five, but you know what? I my, also have yeah this yeah. side thing, and that's keeping me going yeah, right. because I know that if I wasn't going to my nine to five, I would have to be looking for a whole new job, <laughs> and I wouldn't have time or money exactly. to invest in the hustle. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah. No, I mean exactly to your point. Like that's what keeps me motivated is just knowing that. You know, even though I have this nine to five, like I still have something that is uniquely my own. And the mm-hmm. vision and the hope is that it sustains me long term. Right. Um, and I think just the the initial investment is like I like to be someone who starts and finishes something. You know, yes. I don't want to be that person who starts something. And because I'm not getting that instant gratification, I stop. Right. It's like, no, like, I believe in this and I'm going to fight for it. Recently, I didn't get into, like, my initial challenges, but recently I found out someone is using my hashtag and Ignite Your Peace is the name of my company. And that was a struggle. You know, people are like, oh, it sounds like a slogan. It doesn't sound like... And I'm like, listen, that's the vision that came to me. That's what we're sticking with. Right. I like it. It's it's fine by me. So that's what we're going to go with. But I found someone else was using my hashtag. And I'm like, well, didn't you do your research and see that there was right. a whole existing candle company that uses that hashtag and has it as their name? Right. And so... I feel like I have to fight for my my business. I could say, oh, whatever, like, I don't have the time. But it's like, no, I believe in this long-term vision. Mm-hmm. And, you know, that's another piece of the motivation is just really, re- like, claiming what is mine. Right. Um, and just, you, you have to be a fighter when you're you're in this, this type of work. Um, so, yeah, I mean, just knowing that I have something that is mine, I'm going to continue to, like, create and cultivate it so that it grows to where I want it to grow. That's also, good. Also, the feed off of that, you see that a lot of people are using that same yes. line. They want to have something that's theirs, something yeah. to give to their kids, and know mm-hmm. that Legacy. it's mine, mm-hmm. and that nobody else owns any parts of it. This is ours. Mm-hmm. It's going to be in the family yep. from generation. Mm-hmm. So I like that you said that too, because you find that with a lot of people, they mm-hmm. want something to claim as their own. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They don't want it to belong to Uncle Sam or the man. Yes, right. theirs. Yeah. And I like that you said you you're not going to stop because you didn't get instant gratification from it like mm-hmm. you're you're gonna keep going because that's what you want to do this is your vision and i feel yeah. like a lot of people oh i'm not getting as much followers and no one's yeah. commenting under my post and then yep. they just stop so it's like was this really your dream yep oh, or right. were, you just wanted the attention from exactly it. so mm-hmm. i think that's dope to have a vision and then see it go through because i feel like i'm the same when i start something i want to finish it mm-hmm. i don't want to have an open door mm-hmm. to whatever i start and that's all aspects of my life so i think that's important to follow through with your vision and then one last question we have for you what Mm -hmm. advice would you give to young entrepreneurs or someone who's trying to start their own business and i guess what resources do you think they should also look out for yeah um that's a loaded question (laughs) and (laughs) i love i love giving advice Mm -hmm. um especially on Things like this. Mm-hmm. I think the first thing that came to mind when you asked me that question is just do it. Parentheses. 
but with a plan. <laughs> um, because I we jump into things very quickly without thinking through... We don't poke holes in our own ideas, mm-hmm. you know? Um, so my biggest thing is, you know, have a plan. Have mentors. Have people that you trust and you can confide in. Um, network with people. You know, look into people who are already doing what you do to and to really find out if you're your passion. Before I started mm-hmm. Ignite Your Peace, my friend, uh, my girl hit me up and was like, oh, I want gifts for my my team. And she was like, I'm thinking of these tea-like candles from Amazon. I'm like, Amazon? Hold on, wait. You know I've been trying to do this candle thing for a while. Let me make them. Yeah. And she was like, okay. And I was like, great. This is my opportunity to see if I'm really about to be in this kitchen slave and making candles. <laughs> <laughs> and I actually really enjoyed the process. So uh-huh. I was like, okay, great. I know this is what I want to do and right. what I could build a platform and a brand off of. Um, so that's my thing is just like before you jump, head in Mm -hmm. you know try to find that person that you can shadow like actually Mm -hmm. do it like but on a small scale level like Mm -hmm. pitch it to a couple of people Mm -hmm. and say like hey is there actually a need for this if i create this product or if i do this thing or if if i you know do whatever you know is this something you would be interested in Mm -hmm. and once you have that initial you know um initial idea behind it then go full force with it um some of the resources that I use, um, and specifically in New York City, is there's this um, amazing resource that I don't think many people know about. If you go on Eventbrite, NYC Department of Small Business Services, they have a bunch of free mm-hmm. events. I'm talking about like, you know, social media, like how to market your business on social media, how to become an LLC. Like they have all of these, and they're free. They are free. Um, you know. One of the things that my friend told me was, you know, reach out for help. That's one thing that I'm not the best at. And that's why I'm struggling. She was like, girl, go on Craigslist <laughs> and put an ad out and say you need someone to do your social media. I'm like, no, I want to do it. Mm-hmm. And But, you know, the, this idea of, like, develop a team of people because they may. And that's why I brought my friend on with the other business. Because, like, she probably also shares this passion with me. She's very much into education as well. And so mm-hmm. just thinking about how you can... You leverage the people in your life um, to try to bring your, your dream of life. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I mean, read. I read a lot. Read books that are aligned to your purpose and where you're trying to go. Mm-hmm. And just don't ever doubt yourself. And just know when you're trying to get to where you you're, you want to go, you have to stay, you have to operate at an elevated level. Um, and that means, again, going back to what I said earlier, um, it's about your mindset. Where is your mindset at right now? Because I can guarantee you, you are going to run into obstacles and you have to be prepared to respond to those obstacles in a way that is um, productive and is going to grow your business. Mm. Also to add to that, since we were talking about you needing help or we also talked about how people use influences to influencers to market mm-hmm. their, their businesses, have you ever thought about reaching out to someone yeah. with lots of followers to maybe one day you know market your campus. so you have to be very careful with that um and again I, I don't remember so i have like i think i'm a big fan of ron brown i think i'm saying her first name right and then there's a woman named patrice washington mm-hmm. and they both had a very good um segment um about being very careful of needing things from other people mm-hmm. first go back to tradition be that intern. How can I help you and get your brand to grow right. before having that ask, ask, ask? So for me, it's just like I'm still very much studying people and figuring out, okay, truthfully, you know, how can I help them 
and then therefore like they can help me elevate my own platform Mm -hmm. um because again we think it's just as easy as saying like oh earl gray has 100k followers let me give her this candle and tell her to put her on her instagram i'm popping right it's not that easy if you don't have a rapport relationship with that person like they're not going to be inclined to do that. And they're going to see right through you. They're going to be like, oh, so you basically want to use me and my platform without ever having a conversation with me, without ever engaging on my platform, without ever doing anything. And there's this... And you think they're not paying her? (laughs) Because I'm telling you... That's one thing. If they're not paying people, they don't want to hear it. Yes. And so I think it's... I think, you know, one of my values is just authenticity. Mm -hmm. Like, I want to be very authentic in my approach, um, you know, when, when... you know, asking for that help and asking for people to promote my business and just being very um, aware of what I'm doing for them in exchange uh, for them doing something for me, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. No, no, that makes sense. Yeah. I was just going to say, yeah. just to shout out your business one more time. Yeah. Yes, yeah. please. You have a platform now. Think, yes. Yes. <laughs> where, could, where could people yes. buy your candles or just follow you? Or, yes, or just so everything is under um, the domain name Ignite Your Peace. So igniteyourpeace.com ignite your peace on facebook um ignite your peace on instagram please do not associate me with the other candle company that has recently started using my hashtag i forget what they're called amani essence that is not me mm-hmm. you will know my brand it will stand out hashtag ignite your peace. Oh, wow. um so yes it just ignite your peace i would love 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 to engage with you all on instagram facebook um and look forward to connecting Christmas coming up, y'all. Yes. Oh, yes. yes. Speaking of, I need her. I need her. You as like my mom. <laughs> yes. That is true. And they're not expensive. She was saying they were ten dollars. Yes. Ten dollars for. They a smell really good. Very candle, good. right? Yeah. I feel like you have the perfect sense for each part of your room. Thank like, you. Correct. Yes. Your season your your living room, bathroom. Taking a bath. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Mm-hmm. If you need to study or you right. want to just read, yeah. curl exactly. up with a book. Yeah. Trying to be at peace. Yes. Right. <laughs> Mentally, I think that's good. These are Playing good for time. that. <laughs> Sit there with your candles. Yeah. Save your time, candles. <laughs> that's that should be another set. Reclaim your time. Right. Remember us if that goes. <laughs> well, that's, that's um, important. That's from uh, the politician. I forget her Maxine name. Maxine, Maxine Waters. Yeah. <laughs> maybe Girl, maybe I can hit her up. Exactly. Be like, listen, do you mind if I make a candle out of what you say? Right. <laughs> yeah, right. I was like, you might have to. Because I don't think she trademarked that. Yeah, slogan, you might have to so. hit her up. She'd be like, no, nah, give my candle. <laughs> But thank you so much for joining thank us. Thank you today. guys. This was a lot of fun. It's I really been, like very inspiring. Yeah. Like oh, just hearing good. your your because mm-hmm. I always love hearing people's story. Like how did you come up with this and then yeah. where you're at right now? So this is dope. Thank I think you. she also had just great advice for yes. people looking to start their own and mm-hmm. specific resources and kind of like what goes a little bit of an insight of what goes into it not right, just right, hey right. here's my candle not yeah not just the good but the bad also mm-hmm. and the struggle and yeah. then i like how you said ask for help because sometimes we're stubborn we're like well this yeah. is my idea yeah. no one else is gonna yeah. really help me with this but you never know like the mm-hmm. friends that you have you mm-hmm. all have creative things going on so yeah. it's important to use what you have in your own and shout out <laughs> to everyone who has already purchased a candle and supported me prematurely all my friends that i have like irritated with does this look right does this smell good um i really appreciate you all and without my tribe this wouldn't be possible so thank you thank you thank Thank you. you and don't forget to follow the tea room on twitter 
on Facebook. And also, please, please subscribe on iTunes. We're called the Tea Room Podcast. And we'll love to hear from you. So thank you for listening to our 15th episode. Keep Keep sipping. sipping. Mm -hmm.